Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for a week. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike made, I'm not kidding, my hand, to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like, a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh-huh. I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So, fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. Hey fam, Patrick here. So fam, we are super excited to share episode one of our Patreon coverage of House of Hammer right here on the regular feed ad-free. So fam, remember back in 2021 when the news broke that the actor Army Hammer, you know, that guy from the Facebook movie and Call Me By Your Name, had been a serial abuser of women for years and that he was like maybe also a cannibal? Well, that's what this entire three-part series is about. And it turns out that getting away with this kind of behavior goes back generations in the Hammer family, which is a family of billionaires, by the way. And women from within the family had been trying to blow the whistle for generations, but it wasn't until Army Hammer's truly, like, depraved behavior blew up on social media that the world started paying attention. So this is some really scary and bizarre stuff, fam. All three episodes of our coverage of House of Hammer are available right now and ad-free at the $5 level on Patreon. That's also where you'll find over 350 ad-free full bonus episodes as well. Also on our Patreon, you'll find professionally edited videos of our Class Action Park live show, our live show from Obsessed Fest, which featured an opening number starring our Broadway dancers. You can find it all at patreon.com slash truecrimeobsessed or just go to our website and click on the Patreon link. All right, fam, now to House of Hammer. It's House of Hammer time. No. Oh, no, no fun. No, no fun allowed. No okay, okay. Not having fun this week. No key dokey. Army Hammer ruined it for fucking everybody. <laughs> Great job, asshole. <laughs> Hello, Patrick. Can I tell you my very first, like, most watched TikTok I ever did was when I watched this episode the night it came out. Yeah. And I made a TikTok about how fucking terrifying it was. Pretty terrifying. And it got like 100,000 views in an hour. I know. I 
Great job. Yeah, we can all agree. Yeah. I know the world is sort of polarized right now, but we can agree that we all hate Army Hammer. You know what I was thinking about? He's so terrible, and like he is never going to work again, obviously. Yeah. But it doesn't matter to him because he's so fucking rich. Well, like imagine if this was anybody else, they would just be destitute and like suffering the way they deserve to. Oh, God. But because he's got so much family money, like, well, the family stuff is insane. It's, uh, yeah, it's wild. All right. We should tell them what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. House of Hammer, episode one, love bomb, barf. Can I say it opens with a truly disgusting voice memo from him? It's an audio message. Now, Army Hammer is a lot of things, right? Like, he's evil, twisted, garbage, blah, blah, blah. But he's also fucking reckless. Yeah. Like, yes. He puts it all out there DMs and videos and audio messages. Like, Like, he just just sends them to people from his verified account. I get to come over to your house with my bag of goodies. Uh, Inside my bag of goodies, there are several different bundles of shibari rope. Shibari is a Japanese art of rope bondage. My bet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely tying you up and incapacitating you and then being able to do whatever I wanted. Reckless is one word, but it's also he truly believes nothing bad could ever happen to and him. And it's also like a compulsion, too. Yes, it's like yeah. he can't, he might as well be holding up like a newspaper with today's date on it, like proving who he 100%. is. 100%. It's, like, it's like that. Yeah, like, it's yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. He doesn't care about anybody. No. So the first person we meet is this woman, Courtney, and she is just like you doing say that. Her last name or no? Uh, no. Vusekovic? Oh, I can't. I was like, I could try, but I'm okay. not going <laughs> to. I was going to say. <laughs> but she's doing like deep breathing exercises. Like she's got to like, this is very re-traumatizing for her. Yes. And she's got to get herself into the mind frame to be able to like tell the story right. again. Right. And I don't blame her. So Courtney is the founder and CEO of Flashed. Yeah. In uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. It's an on-demand personal glam squad for hair, makeup, and photography. Oh, shit, Courtney. Pretty cool. That is cool. So she's here, and I know she has been to therapy, but I recognized a lot of those mechanisms. Oh, is that right? Of, like, breathing and the counting, and she's doing good work. You know, I'll just say this now. The first time I watched this, I DM'd her on Instagram. Yeah. And she wrote me back. I just DM'd her to say, like, I watch documentaries for a living, and the service you have done, I could see how hard it was for you to oh like, God, share these yeah. stories yeah. but what you have done by telling the story is so valuable yeah. and I just wanted to say thank you as like a person who does this for a living like I'm always so grateful when somebody who's been through trauma totally. is willing to share it it's not your responsibility to right. but when you can it makes other people feel less love and she wrote me back and she's like oh my god you're so nice thank you so that's so nice of you to say yeah. thank you for reaching out what I loved about her too is that she was very generous with what she wanted to say but she also had like very firm boundaries yep. Yep. and I just love that 100% I would love to to be able to paint a picture of the red flags that I saw and what happened in order for me to get in the mindset where I was almost fully controlled by somebody. She explains right at the top. So I'm going to tell you how I got to the point where he was controlling me. Yeah. Because no one, again, no one like joins a cult, right? Yes. So she. And controlling like that, cult-like, where she was like, didn't recognize herself, where like beyond like. And a lot of fear. Yes. You know, it wasn't just like an MLM gone bad. No. But I got to also say, if he weren't a famous person, I think there would be fewer victims. Of course. And I put myself in that category of like, of course, I'm going to write back to like the famous person who reaches out to me. And no one has any illusions about that. Yep. Like, I think it's very... Everyone's very honest, including me. And I think... I would have written back to Army Hammer faster than you can say... Facebook. I... Faster than you can say... The Winklevoss Prince. <laughs> the Winklevoss. Yeah. Um, oh, we're going to get into the Facebook movie in a little bit. Don't you worry uh, yeah. about that. I came with props. Oh it was the whole thing. So, and dating also... Dating you was like dating a stairmaster. <laughs> It'll pee because you're an asshole. <laughs> 
also the timing of this is very important because it happened yeah. in the pandemic when everyone was horny and bored. Yes. So we'll get into that. Yes. Um, but she talks about like this all happened in like November, December 2019. She can't remember the date, but she remembers that there were Christmas decorations up all over the place. Courtney's out with her friends at a bar and Army Hammer just happens to be at the bar. And one of her yeah. friends is like, oh, hey, it's that guy from the Facebook movie. Uh-huh. Where's the other one? <laughs> just kidding. He played both. <laughs> Um, but she like didn't really know who he was and they end up talking a little bit and nothing comes of it. Yeah. But the next day, they follow each other on Instagram and I just want to pause on this. Yeah. Like, just think about that. Yeah. I know she's saying she didn't really know who he was, but at the time, like the Facebook movie was huge oh. and he was a big deal. Yes. And for like the celebrity you met the night before to follow you back on Instagram is no, wild. No, 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 no. She followed him back. Oh, did she? He followed, she woke up Well, that's up even to be, more wild. It's really wild, but I think when you're Courtney and you're fucking awesome and you're like a boss lady entrepreneur yeah. in like Dallas you're like that's about right yeah. I'm hot I'm amazing someone else says that later and I'm obsessed with her yeah. for it the she's artist. like he's famous I'm a big deal this makes sense and right. it's good for her even if nothing ever comes of it people scroll through who follows her fucking army hammer does it right, a big right. deal like when it's like you're also following yeah right totally so then you know they just follow each other and nothing happens but then March 2020 happens the world shuts down yep. her Co- business goes on pause of course everyone is horny and bored I'm gonna yep. say it again yep. June 2020 he gets an army hammer DM little blue check mark he just chose to speak to me one day so I was like hmm you know my brain I'm like I've been doing nothing for a month it's COVID this is interesting and Courtney says he just chose to speak to me one day and I thought that wording was very interesting yeah chose to speak to me. but then also like this episode is called love bombing yeah. and that starts right away and also again everyone's bored yeah. it's the summer of 2020 and like a famous person is DMing her yeah but Courtney being smart immediately googs him realizes that he's married and she's like wait a second like I'm not gonna get mixed up with a married guy and he's like lying to her right from the start oh, he's yeah. like we're separated I live in New York she lives in LA and we have to do it to keep up appearances. You yep. know, I'm a celebrity. Like, you know, I have kids. Yep. And it just totally gives her a story that I'm sure sounds pretty believable. Sure. You know? You know, and then she says it is constant communication. He's texting her, calling her. They would fall asleep on the phone together. Then he'd be the first phone call the next morning. And just to be clear, he's acting like there's no way he has a wife and family if he's right. acting this way. He's yeah. texting her so much. They're on the phone for hours. Like, you can't do that when you have a wife, right? Yeah. And like, he's telling her family secrets. Well, like, not all of them. Not all, all of them. No, but they also quote bond over trauma from their childhood. Right. He's just he's, he's getting ammunition. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, like she's like, this is amazing. He's yeah. listening to me where he's like opening up like this is what like people dream about. You know, yeah. the strapping guy you see on the silver screen is now like in your DMs crying about his family drama and exactly. you relate to him like this never happened. Nope. And but it's the pandemic. We got to put a pin in Courtney because now we got to meet Ryan from the Tuesday night acting class. The Tuesday. And I, that's not a joke. It no. was the Tuesday night acting class. I am obsessed. He's like, me and Army Hammer took classes together forever. Tuesday night. He describes him as the guy who can, like, make you feel like you're the only person in the room. Whatever. I know. For years, I got to watch his kind of rise to stardom. Army had bit player roles in the beginning. He would have a couple of lines. You know, it, it builds a resume. Hey, Stardor. And then he got Gossip Girl, and that was, what, like a couple of episodes but uh, we were all in the same kind of boat. We were all just scrambling to try to get auditions. And then the Facebook movie happens. The social network comes along. Yeah. Everyone on Earth auditioned for that, including me. What role did you audition for? Erica Albright. Is the, that the, the girlfriend? Mar- oh my God. That's Mara. Dating you is like dating a Sarah I could have said that. <laughs> I know. So fun fact. So here's what I did today. Oh God. I found the audition email. Oh my God. That my agents used to send me like you have an appointment for whatever. But for this, they basically gave us no information. It was 2009. It was an untitled feature film. 
film, the sides, it was like script unavailable. The sides were scenes from, because Aaron Sorkin wrote it, David Fincher directed it. Yeah. But you can't put that information. It was like too big of a movie. Yeah. So that would happen a lot, like untitled, whatever. And you just sort of had to guess like, hmm. Uh-huh. The sides were from the West Wing <gasps> and Studio 60. Oh my God. Just to see if you could like speak Sorkinese, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here's the breakdown. So the breakdowns are like when they describe what roles they're looking for. Female lead one. That was what I was going in for. Caucasian. The girl next door and the one who got away. She carries herself with poise and dignity even when being humiliated. <laughs> Rooney Mara. Oh my. Right? Even when being humiliated. Right? So if you know the movie, I weirdly know this movie pretty well. Once you like, you'll guess like immediately halfway through. Female lead number two. All ethnicities. A young lawyer at a high-end firm who's the junior member of her team. She's calm, dry, wise beyond her years and easy to fall for her once you know her. Rashida Jones. Oh, oh my God. Which is like she's like the junior, but yeah. there's no sexual tension between her and, uh-huh. and Zuck. Uh-huh. Whatever. Asian American with no accent. Oof, Maron. <laughs> a Harvard sophomore who's enjoying being young, smart, and sexy. She seems normal enough, but she'll go crazy and light her boyfriend's apartment on fire, <laughs> which is exactly what she does to Andrew Garfield. Brenda Song, everybody. The last one, a sexy college student at a very good school who's just woken up from a one-night stand. Dakota Johnson sleeping with Justin Timberlake. Oh, my God. So, like, that was, uh, yeah. When How it, did your audition go? Uh, not, I mean, they made the right decision. Rudy <laughs> Mara got it. Um, it's weird. It's always very strange. And so, like, it was just, like, weird to sort of think back yeah, yeah, to yeah, that time yeah, in my life. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, like, going to, sometimes you'd have to go to Telsey or, like, one of the bigger name things for a feature. But I just went to my agent's office and did it. So that's when you knew, like, yeah. this is kind of a big deal. Like, they kept it all under wraps. But they, wow. like, they truly saw everyone. If they saw me, they were seeing everybody. That, for that is movie. amazing. There you go. Ugh. Well, anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. And I do remember hearing that David Fincher, the director of The Social Network, liked Army's pedigree. These are millionaires. Who knows better than that than a descendant of Arm and Hammer? Using the word pedigree for human beings is so gross. It is. It is. Because the Winklevoss twins were like rich. Excuse you, the Winklevi. The Winklevi <laughs> were very rich. They were like, whatever. They were Army Hammer. They came and from that kind of the, lineage. He looks like them. Right. They row crew, the yeah. lineage, like that same. I know the word's gross, but I know what he's trying to say. Totally. So we learn about Army's great-grandfather, Armand or Armand Hammer. Question, yeah. do we pronounce it like the birdcage? Um, isn't he trash? Like, doesn't it not matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Um, I just because the like, I do appreciate any opportunity to mention the birdcage. Yeah, I'm into. Usually they go Armand, yeah. except the reporter who goes Armand. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, 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 totally. Are we doing it the way Albert says yeah. it, or the way the shitty reporter Let's go does? With Albert. Okay. Yeah. Armand. <laughs> So, <laughs> anything to make this gayer, I'll take it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I just watched it again the other night. <laughs> I love you so much. From beginning to end, every yeah. line. I was to the point where Mike was like, "You're doing it again," <laughs> saying every line. <laughs> I'm like, "Did you agree to watch this with me or not?" <laughs> I love that the birdcage is one of your go-tos. It's so good. I watched it when I got home from your book party. Oh, my God. I got to bring me a parent tablet. <laughs> it's aspirin with the A and the S scratched off. <laughs> so Armand Hammer, Armand Hammer, the great-grandfather, his name is all over L.A. Did you know that he bought the Nodler Museum in 1971? No. Like, he's a big art collector. His name is on golf courses. Like, when yeah. we're talking about, like, old, old family money, well, like... he was a billionaire in, like, the early 1900s. That makes him, like, a cajillionaire today. Right. 
Right. And so now I can't stop hearing our men Tammer. Yeah. Like the company, like the. Yeah, the it's biggest. the same company. It used to not be. Oh, really? So I Googled this. Wikipedia told me that it is often claimed that the brand name originated with the tycoon. Yeah. But he got that question like, are you our men Tammer? Like the company so much that he was like, fuck it, I'll just buy it. Are you serious? So like he tried to buy the company and couldn't. But then like his parent company, like some stock from like the big ginormous company uh-huh. ends up buying some of it. So like Armin Tammer was so annoyed that people were assuming that he was like the baking soda company. Oh my God. That he just fucking bought it. <laughs> That's who we're dealing with here. Wow. Is that crazy? That is wild. All right. Anyway. I'm glad we took that little side route. Thank you. So anyway, now we meet Seth from The Hollywood Reporter. Right. When I interviewed Army, he was in awards contention for Call Me By Your Name and was on that teetering cusp of establishing himself as forced to be contended with within Hollywood. And basically, he wrote a big profile piece on Army Hammer. So he spent like a full day with him. And it was basically like about his privilege, like his yeah. like, rich, 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 rich upbringing. And so we learn like he's born in Santa Monica, California. Yeah. His father moves the family to the Cayman Islands. And I'm like, to be closer to to those offshore bank yeah, accounts. Yeah, I'm like, this is definitely a fucking tax he, thing. Even Seth is like, when I hear the Caymans, I think of the offshore of bank accounts. one thing and one thing only. Like, That's the only reason to go there, yeah. But then they move back to L.A. when he's in seventh grade and he begins to pursue a dream of acting at that age. Whatever. So yeah. there's footage. <laughs> but when they're talking about the social network, they're yeah. saying that it like launches his career. And yeah. it's like he was starring opposite Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake. And I'm like, Jesse Eisenberg, who played Zuckerberg, <laughs> isn't mentioned at all. They shared the screen. Army Hammer it's was true. not in any scenes with Justin yeah, Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because the Winklevi had been booted yep. out of the situation by then. But yep. I'm like, can we give Jesse Eisenberg some That's credit so here? That's so funny. Just finished Fleischman is in Trouble. Very good series. I watched that too. It's intense. W- and very hard to get through, but is it was really good. Is there anything Claire Danes can't do? I know. I know. The thing she does best is Shh. I get screaming at the top of her lungs and sobbing hysterically. She's honestly so good in it that I kind of hate her now. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> she went through a lot. I know. But I wanted to also say when they were talking about the social network, Josh from Tuesday Night Acting Class runs into Army Hammer like out in the wild. Army Hammer's like, Well, he's shit, like, shit. he looks good now. He looks like a fucking movie star. Well, whatever. I love that they got Josh from Tuesday Night Acting Class. Josh. And they're like, oh, I'll talk about him. Totally. But also there's footage of Army and his wife, quote, kissing on the red carpet. They fucking hate each other. Uh-huh. Like, it's so awkward and when horrible. When we learn, like, what he puts women through, of course she hates him. Of course, him. Yeah. but like, you can see it. Like, I don't even think you need hindsight for it. Like, she's yeah. pulling away from him and there yeah. are thousands of cameras. Like, he tries to kiss, like, for the cameras and you, she's actively pulling away from him and not trying to hide it. Right. Well, it's a good transition because at this point, Seth from The Hollywood Reporter says, there was one thing that repeatedly came up when I talked to people and told them I was profiling him and it was about that he had a sort of edgy interest in BDSM sex. Now, I learned a lot about this watching the series. Army Hammer is not into BDSM. No. But just to close the loop on that, he shuts Seth down. He's like, I have less of a comment on that than if I had no comment. Right. Because he doesn't know anything about it. Because as I've learned, BDSM, their motto is safe, sane, and consensual. The whole thing about BDSM is like, you can get fucking weird, but everyone has to say yes about it. Yes. Not even weird. Whatever. We're not kink shaming. I'm just saying. No. What Army Hammer wants to do is rape and abuse women. And then hide behind BDSM, which is right. like, we need to talk about it more because now there's the stigma. That's like a very healthy, thriving community yeah, that yeah. he is trying to co-opt for his fucked up tendencies. Exactly. 100%. Them. It's not BDSM. 
Now we meet Julia, who knows how hot she is, which I love. <laughs> I know. Julia, the artist, I is like, I was not her. shocked when he slid into my DMs. No. She goes, I, no. I keep it tight. Yes. I'm not surprised at all. No. I was like, Julia. I know. Can I borrow that for like 10 minutes? I know. Just to live in that? But like, she is, number one, he's DMing Julia at the exact same time he's DMing Courtney. Yeah. Courtney thinks that they're like in love. And Julia's like, I was not naive. Like, right. she, you know, but he's sending her dirty, really vile messages on Instagram. Right. And like saying that like he wants her to prove her devotion to him by like being tied up naked in public and letting like strangers have sex with her. Right. So that's the thing. Like it starts off kind of like, you know, being a good little pet and it's very like submissive dom kind of yes. thing, which is yeah. like, I'm not offended by that no. at all. Yeah. That's not the offensive part to me. The offensive part is that he's like co-opting this for his like evil motivations and not being honest with her about what he wants. Exactly. Because he's trying to like lure her in with things that are like, oh, that's kind of like dirty but uh-huh. all right yeah i could do that and sort of like ease it in and then he's basically telling her about his rape fantasies which is not what we do here it's interesting because she's comes with the receipts so she's got all of her dm history and we're seeing that like he's saying these vile things to her about literally wanting to rape her yeah and she's hurting them and she's saying like but those little hearts just means that you're engaged or that you even received it that's totally different than actually being like in a intimate space with someone and you know while it's all like virtual or whatever like i don't know like nobody really knows what the other person is actually like and she's just humoring the famous guy that's dming her and, no one, like, and she's fucking julia she's probably got nine other famous people dming her on like on her other phone right, like they all do and also i think there's a little bit of safety with like it's just a dm yeah like he, i'm not actually gonna meet him yeah meanwhile cut to courtney july 4th 2020 army hammer this is insane this, this is story insane. yeah so army hammer is like i'm going on a road Road trip, like I'm gonna cross through Texas right where you live. Courtney has plans to be in the Hamptons. Now, let me stop on this for one second. Yeah. I think upon a second watch, I think Courtney is putting off meeting him in real life as long as she can. Yes. I think Courtney has really good instincts and knows he's dangerous, hasn't really allowed herself to fully process that. She's got a trip to the Hamptons and And he's pissed. Well, and I just I have like he's an asshole, fuck him. I'm just saying that like I do think that most people, if they're not getting a creepy vibe from the super famous hot guy they've been DMing, would be like, girls, do you mind if I just stay home this weekend so I can meet the hot famous guy? Right. And also, can you like just watch me? Yes. Just like stand across the street and watch I that nothing happens? She, I think she very much is afraid to meet him and that's why she goes on this trip. Interesting. Yeah. So he's mad about it. He calls her 22 times. No, she's in the Hamptons. Right. And he's mad about it. Yeah. And he's calling her 22 times. And then he sends me a picture when I'm in the Hamptons of my building in Dallas. At this point, we've never spent time together. So it was it was weird. I remember being like, are we flirting or is this scary? Now, she says, like, he's sending her a picture of her building from the highway. Right. And she's like, what are you doing there? Leave. She's telling him to leave. She, In all caps, she says, leave. And the next message is, why are you there? And his response is, trying to find your scent. So Courtney says, like, um, is this flirty? Is this crazy? Is this scary? I don't really know. Because he says, I'm going in and there's nothing you can do to stop he, me. Then he sends a picture of her, the front door of her building. Like, then. And yeah. I'm like, no, Courtney, it's scary. Yeah. This, yeah. We're not flirting anymore. Yes. And this no. isn't BDSM it never was like stop then he leaves her a note he's like taunting and stalking this woman now my question is where did he leave the note did he slide it under the door did he get into her apartment did he leave it with the doorman like I, where did this note get left we i don't, don't know but don't, he told. leaves his fucking autograph yes. this guy the note says 
I'm going to bite the fuck out of you. And then he autographed it. And we see it. So, like, you dummy. Like, again, this is why, like, he's fucking deranged. Him dummy, not Yeah, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. the voice memos, the videos of him saying these women's names, leaving his autograph. Like, yeah. dude, what? Because if you're Courtney, I think she says she decided to look at that as flattering and not concerning. And maybe, like, the calculus she's making is, like, he's a super famous guy on the upswing. He's maybe going to be nominated for an Oscar. Why? This can't be real. Right. He wouldn't can't throw everything. He's not going to, like, throw away this amazing career by actually being crazy. He's just being weird. But a major red flag is that she would leave all of that out when she was telling her friends about him. Yeah. And, like, I think Courtney's main point for being here is to say, listen to your instincts. Right. Even if the guy's really famous. Yeah, especially if the guy's really famous. Yeah, yeah. So, Elizabeth Chambers and her actor husband, Army Hammer, split. On Friday, the movie star shared the news in an Instagram post. Quote, it has been an incredible journey, but together we've decided to turn the page and move on from our marriage. Can I just make a plea? Yeah. For once, I'd love for people in the public eye to be honest about their divorce. Yeah. Like, it worked and then it didn't and now we can't stand each other. Right. Or like, I've always hated it, but I'm finally saying yeah. it out loud. Yeah. And like, I get it. There are kids involved. Like, it's fine. Well, and there's billions of dollars involved. There's probably a prenup. If she doesn't say anything, she gets the money. Like, and I don't begrudge her that. I am sure there's a lot more to it than just one. But also... Also, he's terrifying. Right. He's yes. probably like threatened to kill her many times. And I'm not saying this like specifically in this situation yeah. because the family money and the family like we'll get into that. But in general, yeah. like it's so transparent to be like this. What did Gwyneth Paltrow say? Conscious Uncon- uncoupling. Please. <laughs> you're over it. And so is he. And yeah, you're yeah, moving yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, that would be so refreshing to be like. God, I bet Gwyneth Paltrow is insufferable. Insufferable. <laughs> I cannot stand her. I cannot stand her. Oh, I kind of like her. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Goop. All of her fucking misinformation and her $800 water. Get out of here, Gwyneth. I'm sure Chris was like, if that's how you got to say it. Uh Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh. So, like, that was in July. That they split up. Yes. Yeah. And it was also in July when Army Hammer stalked Courtney when she was in the Hamptons and was in her house in Texas. Yeah. And Courtney, again, this is why she's here, but she's not listening to herself. Yeah. Because she decides she's going to go to L.A. to see a friend and also see him while she's there. She's going to L.A. to see him. Right. And she's like, this is bizarre and risky. I admit both. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, like, I don't blame her. I would have done the same thing. No. I want to date a famous guy. <laughs> you are dating a famous guy. I know. Guy. Yes. In a separate life where I am single. You're married to one dating. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying. I get it, Courtney. I totally fucking get it. A little bit under the spell, you know? Yep. So, Courtney has dinner with her friends first, which I love. Yes, of course. Friends first, right? Yep. Army was going to pick me up after I had dinner with my friends. I was very nervous. So was he. I mean, he was texting me like, I can't believe this. I'm so nervous. He pulls his truck up, and I had my dog, and I had a little suitcase. We saw each other, and we, like, kissed on the lips immediately, and I was like, I think we were both like, whoop, what? Like, it just felt natural. I got in the car and, and then we were like, off to the desert. And we see Instagram videos of them. Like, they recorded this little trip. Like, they, like, for three weeks, they go on this, like, trip into the desert together. And I gotta say, he hides the crazy pretty well mm-hmm. for these three weeks. Like, and she's taking us to, like, this place in the Palm Springs desert where they go. We're, like, there. We're yeah. back with her there. Yeah. They're helping Army's friend renovate this old motel. They paint, I'm sorry, they paint a motel on vacation. I'm not okay with that. No. That is awful. No. Painting anything is the worst. In August? I in the can't, desert? Oh, my God. No. I cannot, I'll, yeah, no, I no. cannot imagine. No. It. 
But Courtney explains like she felt really safe and he always made sure to be close to her or touch her in some way. Like yeah, they would it's like the love bombing. You know, like they had like this projector out in the desert where they watch movies and like she said, like he was always moving my chair closer to him. Like yeah. they always had to be like caressing in some way. If she uses the word magical, it was like another world. She was so so happy. She can't believe it. And why would she? Yeah. It's the guy from the Facebook movie. <laughs> you know, like exactly. and I'm not making fun of no, her. It's of like course. you kind of I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But she says there was definitely times that something didn't feel right. Okay. He takes her to a tractor store to look for rope. And we see footage of this. The store was out of rope for yeah. whatever reason. I am alarmed by that. Say, so Why she... are you out of rope? No, no, no. <laughs> not that he wants the rope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you out of rope? This doesn't feel like a town with a big population. No, and it's like, while we're here, we have to say it again. If you are at a, a Walmart and within a week you buy bleach and zip ties yeah. and duct tape and a tarp and trash bags, there should be some kind of alert in the system. You want them on a list. I want them on a list. Yeah. I don't think that's asking too much. I don't either. The store was out of rope. I know. Yikes. <laughs> I know. Uh, double yikes and triple woof yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he wants to buy rope for sex, like for what is going to happen later tonight. And Courtney was relieved that yeah. the store was out of rope. And that is another major red flag. Like you should be able to tell your person, I don't want to do this. Well, she says that it was the first time he realized that this was like out of her comfort zone. So it does seem like it was intimated to him in some way. Well, if he was really into BDSM, he'd say, cool. So what else do you want to do? Exactly. But she doesn't feel comfortable enough to really express that because they go back and they like at the motel whatever wherever they are one night he was like watch this movie it's called the secretary it's one of his favorite movies maggie gyllenhaal is the assistant to this lawyer he was training her to be very submissive and i have to say again i did a lot of research on this today According to my Googling, that movie's liked and appreciated by the BDSM community. Yeah. They hate Fifty Shades. They love this. Because yes. it kind of shows like this is how you really do it. Exactly. Right? Yep. But like he is not doing it right because things get sexual. Yeah. And then this is where she puts up a major boundary, which I don't want to cross with her. And I appreciate that she did it. But he starts doing things to her sexually without asking her. And he's like surprising her with things. Yes. And it's- and she's very like just saying to us, she's like, I am not going to go into it. Right. I'm not going to tell you what happened, but it's something that required consent. Right. And he didn't have it. Right. And that was the beginning of him just doing things to her. Yeah. That were painful that she didn't agree to. And then she says like she wakes up the next morning and she realizes like she's been gone from her life for like three weeks and right. she's got it. Like, can you imagine like waking up and you're like, what like, have who I been? Am I? What Where has am I? happened? Right. And she flees back to Dallas. She says she's got to get back to her life. She gets in the shower at home and completely breaks down. And then she says that, like, but it was also confusing because what happened was awful and I felt really violated. But then we would talk on the phone and it was all, I love you, I miss you, I love you. And she had those emotions for him, too. It's the trauma bonding. It's the love bombing. It's horrible. Yeah. And he's trying to say, he's saying to her, I want you to come to move to L.A. and be my girlfriend. I need you every day. And she goes back to see him a week later. But then it's the same thing. Like, it felt good when they were together but when she was apart she had like this pit in her stomach and she was crying in the shower yeah then it feels exclusive because he's obsessively calling her and texting her but then the tabloids say he's dating rumor willis oh and god she's like what the fuck and i'm also like aren't you gonna not fuck with bruce willis's kid this thing with rumor happened and he said it didn't mean anything but it's like i remember seeing the way his hand was around her because he's very aggressive with his hands he always wanted to be like hand on me hand on my arm hugging me like always but like the way he was touching her i was just like made me feel like 
even smaller. We see photos from like TMZ or whatever of Rumor Willis and Army Hammer, and you can see he's like squeezing like her. Claiming them. Yes. He's like, yes. yeah. It's like a possession. Yeah. So Courtney is betrayed, you know, and she tries to end it. He won't let her. Yes. He's saying, nope, you're going to have to block me on everything. I don't want you to do this. Now, remember, he showed up to her home when she wasn't there. Yeah. And now Courtney says that he had Courtney's location on his phone. And I'm like, well, can't she turn that off, though? Like, he knew where she was. And so he, like, shows up when she's on a walk with her friends. It's like, this is fucking unreal. But she says, like, in the moment, I told myself it was romantic and I fell right back in. He's fighting for me. Like, the movie star who shows up on a moped in Beverly Hills on your walk. And and also, it's all this stuff of, like, she's not in that world. So he can explain away, that's what the paparazzi do. This Uh is why I have to pretend I'm still with my wife. Like, he can sort of manipulate that and lie to her. And Courtney would probably admit there's a part of her who wants to believe it. Of course. Of course you want to end up with, like, the hot movie star. I'm not going to begrudge her any of that. No way. Yeah. I am her. I am Courtney. Right. They go on another road trip, girl. Yeah. And she says, like, this is awful because, like, whereas the last road trip was sweet and fun and lovey and magical. Until he did things without consent. So, like, it wasn't always. No. But she says right from the start, this one was different. And then all of a sudden we're seeing, like, actual pictures of the bruising of her body that he's doing to her. Because he's biting her. And hitting her. Yeah. Like, during sex, she said there was red marks all over her body. We see a bite mark on her neck. He bites really hard. And he tells you to wear them like a badge of honor. Almost like he convinced me that I'm lucky to have it. It's like, as fucked up as that sounds, at that time, I was interpreting that as love. This is why she's here. She's here to say, I now know that like I should have lived. Like, Courtney is here doing the good work. And he also, it's like she wasn't there because there's no communication about like, I'm going to bite you now. Is this cool? Or like, does this hurt? Or can I go harder with that? Well, and she says he's always pushing the boundaries little by little. He's not asking for consent. He's just doing the thing. He's just doing it. It's like he's by himself. Right. You know, like she's not even an active participant in this. Yeah. He's a really sick fucking guy. He's fucking sick. Yeah. So now they're instituting. Sedona, Army gets hammered at dinner. Courtney does not. So, but she describes that scene so sadly because she's saying, and like anybody who's in a relationship has had a night where like the energy just isn't matching. It's not a good time, but he's now getting wasted. He's drinking gin martinis. He has four of them at dinner. That guy weighs 150 pounds. She's like, I had one margarita. I'm just seeing the night. Like, I'm just seeing, you know what I mean? Of course. And he says to her, she says we weren't getting along. And then he mentions the ropes again. And now, like, and they're at dinner and she just makes it clear she's not in the fucking mood for it. And it also feels like they're not getting along. So what, is he going to punish her for that? Right. With the ropes now? Yeah. And, like, she says his mood goes from, like, bad to worse. Now right. he can't look at her. He's really angry at her. So his whole story is, like, I've only ever done this to mannequins. I'm like, that's not fucking creepy. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, like, that's one step away from dead bodies. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. It's like, that's why, like. That you... was what the BD, what was the killer? The Dahmer did it. What was the one The um. BTK? That's what BTK did. Yeah. He was like tying up mannequins before he was like tying up dead bodies. Right. And I'm not saying that like the desire to tie someone up is, but the whole point is that, like, let's do this together. Exactly. Like that's what makes it hot. Yep. Like that's exactly. what's sexy that there's that communication and like, uh, do I like this? Yeah, I like it. Or like, no, pineapple, that's my safe word or and, whatever. You know, she said like she had already told him she wasn't in the mood and he's wasted and he just does it anyway. It was just horrible. And you're like completely immobilized. And it's like, there's something about trauma while you're immobilizing, can't move. There's that fight or flight. You can't do either. You're just stuck there. And I'm just closing my eyes until 
It ended. And And she says, I said everything except no. Yeah. But she communicated, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't like this. I don't want this. But there was something in her. And this happens where that word, because that, to say it outright, you don't know what he's going to do. Right. If you say no, if there's like plausible deniability there for him, if she's like, I'm not comfortable with this. Well, you will be. Yeah. But if she says no, that can make something snap. But I was thinking, why didn't she say no? Not because I didn't know the answer. I was just really trying to explore that thought. Of course. And that's exactly it. And you've trained me. Women don't say no. It's, People don't say no for men. because then he snaps and actually right. kill, and she can't do anything. So she tries in her way. Yeah. Any normal person would be like, super cool. Like, what yeah. would you rather do? Nothing? Yeah. Great. Let's go to bed. Yeah. But she says, you know, basically he ties her up, left her with bruises. He raped her for hours. And she says, I didn't like it. It didn't feel safe. I didn't feel loved. And then he just fucking went to sleep. Yep. And Courtney in the interview needs a break. Good. So do I. Yeah. And but she actually she said she didn't want to do it, but she wrote it down. And that is so important. You know, she says like writing it down made it real, but she had to. Right. So now three days after this, she meets his mother. Yeah. Because again, he's just completely violated her, abused her, mm-hmm. and this is his like and reward. Now we're back to love bombing. Yeah. Right. Isn't this so great? And she says, like, meeting the mom is a really big deal to me. Right. And it went terribly, and then they break up two days after that. Right. Right. Great. But this is where Courtney says, I knew something about him would come up in the future because I know how careless he is. I know how he texts and he just leaves trails of all this madness everywhere. She's like, we broke up, we're done. But I knew someday down the road I was going to get a call from a producer like this person right. because he's so reckless. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like the videos. He's like saying their name. Yes. I mean, it's, he's not trying to hide any of it. Sending these like, I want to rape you messages from his verified Instagram like, account. Like quotes. Like yeah. it's crazy. So January 2021, we're outside Washington, D.C. We meet Candace Cronkite. Yep. She's BBF Bravo on Instagram. She loves entertainment gossip. And she loves being nosy. I kind of love Candace. And she, there's another account, House of Effie. Yeah. And House of Effie is releasing DMs from ARMY from all these different women, like all of this horrible shit. Like, yeah. And it goes from like what could be arguably like kind of kinky, like, oh, that's kind of like raunchy, to straight up cannibalism. Yes. Saying, I want to cut off your skin and have you cook it for me. Jesus fucking Christ. And he actually- And rape. He's admitting to rape. And we don't know who this is sent to. Yeah. But it's a text. Like, we see it. This is insane. He just admits to it. He describes rape. He uses the word rape. It's fucking this terrible. This violent rape that he did to this person and he's thanking her for it. And then he's describing her crying and screaming and like, I felt like such a god. And I'm like, I've never felt this power before. And I'm like, you know who needs a break now? Me. Yeah. Fuck this guy. So all of those DMs are coming from that account, House of Effie. So in Dallas, Candace gets a DM from a different account called Du Moi. Yeah. And it's another account that's trying to verify the veracity of the DMs from the House of Effie account. Right. And this Du Moi person just like follows the news and had heard of Courtney because she was in the papers for dating Army Hammer. So she just says, like, hey, you dated this guy. Can you, like, verify that this is how he talks, that these DMs are real? And Courtney was like, this is my time. I've been waiting for this. Let's do it. She's like, I know how this man speaks. I could write a text for him. I've seen them a million times. I know the language he uses, punctuation he uses. He always uses the word kitten. He'd be like, hi, my little kitten. That was very common. The messages that House of Effie was showing. He said this exact same word to me. You know, I was like, that's 100% true. That's army. So she's on the record. That's huge news. Yeah. All of these gossip sites are now publishing all of this and talking about it. And what is so fucking crazy is that so social media goes off the rails, right? Like the Facebook guy did what? Like one of the Winklevi? Like, oh my God. 
But what they're focusing on is the like crazy, weird, like quote, kookiness of the cannibalism. So this is wild. We see a DM that he sent to somebody who says, it says, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. And then he gets like happy. He's saying it's scary to admit it. I've never admitted it before. Like he, he le- feels le- like free. He legitimately is a cannibal. Right. He really, truly wants to eat her. I want to see your brain, blood, organs, every part of you. I try to bite your organs or fuck them. I'm not sure which. Like, how is he not, like, why is this guy on the streets? This is fucking terrifying. Yeah, do things to you till you're sore and broken. Now, this is, like, very fucking horrifying. But the people on social media are making memes about the cannibalism, which is fucked up. It's not funny. But he's also raping women Mm -hmm. and telling, and, like, making them recount it again. Yes. And all of this is true. Like, all of these things are fucking real. So more women are coming forward. We learn about a woman named Jessica, a woman named Paige Lorenz. Army is dropped from a JLo movie. WME drops him as a client. And he also says, like, then it's like, wait a second. Everyone's starting to look back, hindsight 2020, like all of these things. Like he follows Shibari accounts on Instagram, which yeah. is like Japanese rope tying or whatever. Yeah. Which is, again, fine, but that's not like what he's doing it for. Yeah. He has a rope on Stephen Colbert. He does this party trick where he can tie a rope in 30 seconds. Army Hammer in Playboy said... He likes rough sex. He likes to pull hair, maybe a bit of choking, but he would never do it to his wife because he respects her too much. Fuck that. Well, but that's also not BDSM because BDSM is all about respect. But listen to what he's saying. Like, pull my hair and respect me. You can do both. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's the hottest part about it. You're pulling my hair and you respect me. Great. But like, also, like, what does that say about how he feels about Courtney Uh and Jessica and all of these women? Like, I won't do it to my wife because I respect her too much. Fuck off. He has a sickness. He doesn't want to, like, have sex with these women. He wants to rape and abuse them. Right. And eat them. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Gloria Allred's here, however. Look, like I was like, wait, she's trash, right? I googled it because, you know, her daughter, Lisa Bloom, yeah. is the one who was like saying to Harvey Weinstein, like, you should come out the hero in this narrative. Yes. Hi, yes. Like, put me on retainer. Yes. I was looking up Gloria Allred and like Gloria Allred is also known to have like, quote, silenced Weinstein accusers by getting them settlements and keeping like their allegations out of court. So Fuck. Gloria Allred is like, n- yeah, it's all bad. Like she really fell from great because she yes. really helped a lot of Cosby abusers. Yes. I learned that on Let the Women yep. with Lisa Loveland, like she was a champion for them. Totally. So that's really fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. But she's here. What is she, the Janine Piero? She's here <laughs> to go after Army Hammer. Like yeah. she's here because she says, like, kinky is not against the law. Rape is. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Very simplified. So Gloria is here because she's representing the girl behind the House of Effie accounts. Right. And we see this heartbreaking video yeah. from this girl giving testimony about how bad it was. He once literally tied her up and raped her for four hours yeah. in life. Los Angeles. It's a brutal video thing to listen to. Yeah. So I don't want to describe it too much, but it's this video that gets the police investigation launched. Right. Oh, and Army Hammer is now being represented by a guy named Andrew Brettler, who represented Cosby, Chris Noth, and Brian Singer. Perfect. But she's like, what must it be like to be like, get me Cosby's guy? Get, you know yeah. what I mean? Get me Cosby's guys on the phone. Jesus Christ. Jesus. So now, like, Army Hammer releases a statement denying any and all wrongdoing. Of uh-huh. course, that train's never late. So then we just basically meet, like, we meet these other TikTokers, and everyone's, like, making these videos about Army Hammer. And then they realize, like, wait a second. Yeah. This is bad, but this is sort of the tip of the iceberg well, here. Well, because we meet Lauren. She goes by Zen Blonde on social media. Yeah. And then eventually, my friend tipped me off that the Hammer family was crazy and that there were a few books about it. Casey Hammer is Army Hammer's aunt. I found Casey's book on Audible, so I downloaded it and immediately started listening to it. 
and literally like could not like believe what I was hearing. And she's like listening in real time to Army Hammer's aunt describing her father raping and beating women. And she's like making TikToks in real time being like, this shit didn't start with Army. Right. This goes back generations. So then like someone tags Casey or Casey learns about the TikTok or whatever. Yeah. And like they're all together and it ends. This episode ends with Casey Hammer, Army's aunt who wrote the book. Yes. Saying, my name is Casey Hammer and I'm about to reveal the dark, twisted secrets of the Hammer family. And I'm like, I don't know how much more I can take. I know, I this know. This is really fucking hard. It's crazy. I'm going to watch, like, the Golden Girls and eat Chinese food tonight. <laughs> yeah. I need all the self-care. I need, like, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, way past my bedtime. <laughs> totally. I just need to, like... I need a shower, and I need my husband, and I need my dog, I and I need comfort food. All right, let's get I you out of here. <laughs> Hey fam, thanks for checking out episode one of our Patreon coverage of House of Hammer. All three episodes are available right now and ad-free at the $5 level on our Patreon. So just head over to patreon.com slash truecrimeobsessed or go to our website and click on the Patreon link. We have over 350 full ad-free bonus episodes there and you get them all right away to binge the second you sign up. All right fam, we love you. Bye. Girl, Wild Grain is a sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item, you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we go Got our wild grain box. Steve tore actually golden tore it open. He was like golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette, and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for weeks. Like you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may. I'm not kidding. My hand. To, I swear. Yesterday, Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because I don't know how we're gonna survive without it. So, fam, you can fully custom your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants yeah. in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. 